Alright, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Yubi yubi, konnichiwa, minasan! Hey guys! Uh, yeah. Welcome to episode four of Transformers Robots in Disguise, uh, first aired in the U.S., April 11th, 2015, it is more than meets the eye, because we just, we're not trying this week with the title. Nice title, assholes. (laughs) Does this show ever have good episode titles? The last episode title was fine. It was actually relevant to what was going on, and it was concise, and it wasn't painfully... It did work fine for half the plot. It it was okay. It just... Many of these episodes are actually pretty, episode titles are actually pretty fun. This is not one of them, not believe it or not. Trying. The, uh, oh, right remember. around the same time, there was an episode of Rescue Bots called More Than Meets the Eye. Uh, oh. Cool. You can't just do that. Yeah, okay. uh, that's the just... one where we uh, we meet uh, Doc Green's sister, who is a magician. A, a stage magician, not an actual magician. Oh, okay. I assumed, but Mandrake's good to. Uh, she's voiced by Cree Summer. She's she's kind of more of a uh, Zatanna. Ooh. She speaks backwards. Well, I mean, she's like she she wears like a wears fishnets. Well, she wears like a sexy lady magician costume. The Zatanna outfit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that it includes fishnets. It, this is a children's show. Ah. And fishnets are kind of hard to draw. You, also that. Well, not hard. They're just time consuming. Yes. So, yeah. But uh, compared to some other time consuming patterns you could put on things, they're not really that bad. I've done it. It's it just takes a little while. So this episode, written by uh, Nicole Dubuck, uh, longtime Transformers mainstay at this point, her only episode of Robots in Disguise, but she wrote a ton of Rescue Bots, a bunch of Prime, and we're going to write several episodes of Rescue Bots Academy. Mm-hmm. Wait, there's. Three levels of writers? Oh, Steve Melching is teleplay and story. Yes. And yeah, Stephen Melching, uh, this is, he's, he will go on to write a couple episodes of Robots in Disguise, and he was also a story editor on the show. Yes. But he goes back all the way to Beast Machines. Mm. Yeah. And uh, he also wrote uh, part of Predacons Rising. Oh, nice. So, uh, so we, we open with Russell, who is sad because he is alone all summer with his weird dad at a junkyard. Yeah, that seems like a reasonable thing to be unhappy about. Especially when Fixit tries to cheer him up. Hey, you know, I was all alone on the Alkmaar. You know what I did? You know what I did? Nothing. All the time. And lots of it. I, yeah, fix it. You're not, not, not helping. He, I feel like he's really tapped into the 2020 zeitgeist. <laughs> that's that's Ooh, what we're all oh. doing right now. <laughs> wow, yeah, fix it. I, I, I too have developed a uh, a bizarre verbal oh. tick. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, I haven't developed bizarre verbal ticks. I've developed more things to watch to, as coping mechanisms to calm me down. Uh, as you m- listeners might have noticed, uh, this month it's um uh, watching VTubers. Why? I, 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 what is a VTuber? Uh, well, I think the first one was Kazuna Eyes, like a virtual idol, a virtual YouTuber. They're, they're using, like, a face rig, so they're, like, an anime character 
in the corner instead of an actual person. So is it but like a person a... playing video games and singing songs and is it like just a talking gorillas kind of thing where there's actually a real person but they're kind of yeah. being this animated character? Yes. Well, Kazuna, I there was one person doing it and then they changed her and now it's two or maybe it's like the third version, but. The ones I've been watching the from Hollow Live, they're just one person with this one face and, and it's sort of I guess it's an exaggerated version of them mostly, although some of them are like foxes and pirates and things and dragons. You know what I did? I read Dune. <laughs> yeah, re- reading is something I probably should have been doing instead. Uh, I need to read um Lovecraft Country because that show started. Oh yeah, catching up on my classic science fiction. Now that I found where the used uh. bookstores around here are, <laughs> uh, did you finish Dune yet? Yes. Oh, okay, how was it? Because I've been thinking about reading it. Before uh, it's definitely a book that was written in 1965, uh, but oh. if you can deal with uh, reading retro science fiction, which is a lot of what I read in high school, then oh, you yeah. should be fine. It's, it okay, it definitely a- has things that one could complain about but overall had oh. some, I can I can I see why it's, need another why one it's considered part of the uh, classics of science fiction mm. also the movie's amazing please <laughs> throw that cat <laughs> I completely forgot about the cat you said there's a cat it's like wait what and then you showed a picture it's like I forgot about the cat how did I forget about the cat if anybody is uh, looking for birthday presents for me for for next month, uh, I definitely want the action figure they made at the time of Sting with that cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the figure comes with the cat. Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. I think those were from LJN, the same people who made Thundercats. Yes. Oh. Presumably trying to cash in on Star Wars without actually oh. having like a child appropriate <laughs> property with Thing which or to good do designs it. that would work as toys. The cat. Anyway, so uh, so. So, much like the dad he is, Denny suggests that, hey, you know, Russell, why don't you go out and meet some friends? Hmm. Instead of just moping around my junkyard all day. <laughs> what? You know, I, I saw some kids playing football out there. Oh, what? You've never played football? Well, too bad. Have this antique helmet that once belonged to Bronco Kowalski, the Poughkeepsie pile driver. Yeah, helmet sure. technology has like advanced a lot in the last century. Yeah, that's <laughs> like a 1920s helmet that does that's not safe. That's it's just a show. You, you have a helmet, not to actually might do as anything. well put a bowl on your kid's head and send them out there. A colander would be as effective. <laughs> well, as we're going to see, um, helmet technology may have advanced greatly. Since this takes place in the future. Yeah. In the future. Point, future. Oh, um, at the beginning, Fixit does confirm he was the only conscious bot on the Alchemore. Yes, although this turns out not to be entirely true. Mm-hmm. So his, his uh, transistor damage has, has ruined his memory, too. Also oh, possible. No. Or maybe they just never talked to him. I think probably it was just retconned. 
Yes. Sounds like I'll a retcon. So now we cut to a golf course. Nice. Clean. And, and a, a groundskeeper is admiring the, the beauty of the work that he's done. The grass even tastes right. <laughs> yeah. And then it's destroyed by a giant lobster. He's way too excited yeah. about his grass. I, I feel like there may be like some euphemisms in here, but he's Although it's maybe it's it's training from watching a lot of anime back in the day in the old cartoons. It it cuts from fix it talking to the groundskeeper talking, and it's like, Oh, it's the same voice actor just doing a little deeper voice. Yeah. It was uh yeah. Yeah. There's there's been worse. There's definitely times in, like, Batman the Animated Series when there's just yeah. a side character who's clearly just Kevin Conroy's speaking voice. Yeah, it, 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 was, yeah. it was just one of the, it, it's one of those little me problems. Problems. It's like, oh, I noticed that. <laughs> Dang it. Which probably all started when I, when I figured out, oh, Scott McNeil is Mr. Piccolo and Dinobot and Rat Trap. Wait, what? <laughs> Like back when IMDB was created and just start looking up, oh my god, like this person from Digimon was also this other person because it's the year 2000 and this is very (laughs) exciting to know about. Anyway, sorry. Oh yeah, the the, out of a water trap on the golf course, this car comes flying, or I guess it's a car, we don't really see it in detail, but it's a rectangle. It becomes a lobster. It's a flying lobster. We have <gasps> lobsters again. <laughs> and this is the delightfully named Bisque. Yes. yes. Can't just be named after a food that's made out of what you are. <laughs> well, you'd say that. Then the next, we're a couple seasons later, we're going to see another lobster guy, and his name is Thermidor. I know. Yeah. I love it. I love it, and I hate it, and I love it. I mean, it it's not spelled like V-I-S-Q-U-E, and it's V-I-S-K. Yes. yes. It's just, it's one of those names. It's just so bad. It's great. And and I love his design. He's, you know, he's like a standard, like, guy who turns into a car, but he has giant, giant lobster claws, and like a crazy, googly-eyed lobster head. Yes, yes. he's definitely, you know, I, I think we mentioned that you occasionally get some who are, there. there are some variety, but he's like the, uh, the steel jaw school of design here, where he's a vehicle, and then he turns into a very anthropomorphic animal robot. A considerably less sexy one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, although he's much less sexy. This is kind of the beginning of, wait, why are some of these guys locked up in the Alcamore in the first place? He's a little dangerous, but seems like he's more um, slightly insane and could be handled with a psychotherapist. Well, because his whole deal is he is a, he is a, ga- he is a gamer and he's all about poning noobs in real life. He's not quite yeah. on a, like, animated headmaster level, but but yes, he is. He's not quite that obnoxious, but, no. but yes, that's, that's his character. Thing. But, uh, you see, they had to put him in jail because he uh, he started Gamergate. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good reason. Well, Cybertron, yeah, the equivalent no. of it. Steeljaw uh, tried to co-opt it. And I'm just trying to remember, yes. did I ever actually get his toy? I can't remember. I did not. I never found it in Canada. I really wanted it because he's, maybe he's Bisque, and he yeah. is voiced by Carrie Payton, who of course also voices yeah. Grimlock. And yeah, 
his voice isn't quite as noticeable because Grimlock is a much deeper voice. Yes, and I I, I love the character animation here, where his eyes are just going everywhere. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, when he's talking, like like his eyes are looking the direction he's saying it. One point later, and at one point he he makes a reference to what I believe is the uh, the Konami code. Yes, except it's oh, yeah, up he... up left down claw claw. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, B-A, start. Well, there are variations. One variation I remember was, was B-A, B-A, select, 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 start. But I think that didn't actually do any different. It was just that you could hit select a couple times before it even start. Ah, yeah. oh, memories. So, so there, there's a very cool fight sequence where he is just kind of mowing the Autobots down with blasts of energy from his weird lobster mouth. Yeah. Uh, but then... They're very watery-looking th- blasts, too. Yes. Hmm. And then they drop Grimlock on him. But unfortunately, by this time, uh, most of this golf course has been destroyed. <laughs> no, hmm. his grass. His grasterpiece. Oh. <laughs> Which has to be something that someone has called something growing in their basement at some point. <laughs> Ooh. This <laughs> yeah, is grasterpiece. The, my these these nugs are the dankest. <laughs> R.I.P. His nugs. Uh, so we cut back to Rusty, who is unready for some football. <laughs> he is not prepared for the football. But uh, he meets some characters. He meets uh, he meets Butch, who definitely looks like a guy named Butch. <laughs> By which we mean a girl. Well, no, 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 no. Butch that's... is the guy who kind of looks like oh, that's right, like an Hank. uglier it's... child John Travolta. Yeah, he does look oh. like a Butch. Oh. Although, well, and uh, uh, Hank jokes that his real name is Cynthia. Yes, <laughs> because he well, points like out that her that's real name is Henrietta. Yes, because Hank is a girl. <gasps> I. But, uh, she's. My my only quibble with her design is having been kind of this girl, her hair should absolutely be back in braids. It's her mom is going to spend so long brushing that out if she just leaves it loose like that. Um, I think my main quibble is that she's playing football with a helmet with goggles on it, That's... which means she's either a steampunk enthusiast or she's lost and she's actually supposed to be on Digimon. Yeah, it's it's Possibly. a very I guess it's fair that that uh, Russell's helmet is not exactly up to modern safety standards because she does appear to be wearing like uh, almost like a motorcycle slash military type helmet, like yeah. a half helmet. Well, half the other kids aren't wearing any helmets. Only one kid is actually wearing a real football helmet. Yes. These kids were obviously just found whatever helmets they could find, if any, and went out to play football. So yes. I guess it's fair. And uh, she's voiced by actress Bailey Gambertoglio. That's a interesting name. Uh, she's been in a bunch of stuff. She was on that show Bubble Guppies, which I think was also on The Hub. What? Yes. What the hell is Bubble Guppies? I don't know. I think they're like fish or something. That sounds Bubble vaguely familiar. That's- that sounds made up. This sounds like a show Jen made up <laughs> to taunt her coworkers. Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. What? Bubble guppies. Uh, no, it looks like they're like mermaids or something. Uh, Frank Welker's on it. See, that was Bubble the joke gu- with Bubble the shows that mermaids. I made up is that I wasn't actually making up any of them. They just sounded made up. 
I know, but this one sounds more made up than than like I don't know the biker mice what, from it Mars. It was a preschool show, wasn't it? Oh, I guess. yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a like a preschool show. The only actors I recognize in this are the the actors who plays Hank, Frank Welker, and uh, Tino Insana. Who um, I'm um, guessing Frank Welker is the dog and a fish, probably. And Tino Insana, he was the guy who played. Uh, uh, the uncle on Bobby's World. He's got like a very thick oh. uh, Minnesota accent. He was Bushroot on Darkwing Duck. Man, oh. they had some money. That to guy. Throw. Interesting. Yeah, I remember seeing it advertised. Now that you mention it, and I remember it being like a, a little bitty kid show, so I didn't pay a lot of attention to it because that just makes me feel like a creep. I have no interaction with shows for little kids, so it's names of that are confusing to me. And then meanwhile, uh, do you remember the uh, 2002 animated movie Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron? I remember seeing advertising. I remember seeing, like, Netflix having it. That's about it. Well, Netflix has an animated series that is based on it. Yes. I think they also had the movie, like, around the same time to promote their new animated series. And she is on that as well. I think she's like the main character. Because I guess it's, you know, it's, it's for your, uh, for your horse girls. Yes. Who do not have a horse themselves, but do have Netflix. Yes. Hmm. I went to horse camp one summer. Uh, That must've been like horse girl ground zero. Mostly because my friend specifically wanted to do, uh, the horse program at Girl Scout camp. Get her, get her horse badge. So we did the we did the horse program. The horse that was like my assigned horse uh, threw someone in the more advanced group. Oh, so that was exciting, goody. but not me. I mean, she wasn't hurt that bad. She's probably like ten. I was like eight. Oh. The moral of the story is. Girl Scouts will turn you into a pagan lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) But not a horse girl, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I like all animals. I like most animals, not horses. I don't mind horses. I have nothing against horses. To to quote Mark Twain, they are dangerous at both ends and uncomfortable in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. That's about my experience with horses. I don't really like them. If I had a reason to be around horses more, I would I would be fine being around horses more. They're big, they're grumpy, they they're they like food too much. No fun to ride. Aw. Anyway, Hank immediately takes a shine to Russell, possibly because he is better looking than Butch. <laughs> I mean, yes. And also she too is a Bronco Kowalski fan. Yes. <laughs> she recognizes that era of helmet. <laughs> And so she she is all up for like getting him right into the game, including not telling him what any of their plays are. So he immediately gets clobbered and also ends up eating grass. <laughs> it it does. It's very realistic. I felt like it was very realistic. Kids hanging around doing kid stuff. I like. I appreciated that. Yes, yeah. and actually, actually, I I I really like Hank in this, and she does appear in a couple of subsequent episodes, but she's not in a ton of it. Yeah, she's not like a mate. She's not like Frankie. No, no, she's more like a Sierra. Hmm. Also, though, can't can't the girls just have girl names? <laughs> it's a boy show. I mean, she, for boys, I mean, so no, apparently, it is a boy show for boys. And also, even among you know, 
Henrietta is a pretty goofy name. Yeah, yes. it's not a great name. That that that's what you name your chicken. Yeah. Oh, did the <laughs> trans- is that the name? Of- Transformers being for boys is just a joke. It's like, oh my god, so many people we know are girl. Well, or maybe it's just the circles we go in. In fact, maybe somebody who's on this very show. <laughs> well, yes. What? Who? Oh, me? <laughs> Crazy. But uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, so we cut back. Uh, cut back to the scrapyard. Grimlock is uh, you know very oh, no. excitedly Rewi- telling rewind. everybody. Oh. Rewind a second uh-huh. because I forgot to. Different body types for the kids. It's not like they're all the same model with different heads. Yeah, that's no. nice. Like, that's nice. This is shocking after Prime because there was <laughs> the three kids, Fowler, June, and like one other body type. Yeah, yeah. again, it's not as like just, it doesn't feel like you have million dollar episodes like you did with Prime. It's not pretty in the same way, but you do get a lot more model variety. So yeah. I do wonder if it's just that this this style makes it a lot easier and therefore cheaper to well, to churn out more mm. models. Yeah, because there, there's less texturing because it, it's mostly flat colors with just an effect on yeah. top. Uh, and, well, the backgrounds are all painted, so they're not having to CGI them. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess just experience, because it's the same group that did Prime. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's nice. It's nice having... You know, it it not being able to get like side characters without it being some massive budgetary thing. <laughs> yes. So uh, so yeah, they're they're all hanging out. Um, you know, Fix It is you know he's very entranced by the story, and he uh, just always just always has to hang out here by himself. So he would like to go into the field, but of course, uh, Strong Arm <laughs> has to. Uh, uh, throw throw a bucket of cold water on that because it is against regulations for a minicon to go out into the field like that. Ah, poor minicons. Yes, she says minicons must remain at their duty stations. I'm having, I'm starting to have a lot of questions about like human rights on Cybertron. Well, that's the thing because we do see a bunch of combat minicons later. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, like, uh, um. Drift and his two uh, two yes, children. Yes, his babies. Drift's babies. Yes. Well, that's. I guess that's their duty station. He has to remain yeah. at his duty station. Yes, which is often uh, uh, Drift's forearms. Yes. <laughs> but like, and the fact that they've taken this weird gamer criminal guy and sentenced him to be in a like imprisoned in a stasis pod in a ship out in space like it's, it's a little messed up i'm not gonna get too much into it but it's a little messed I mean, up I, I, we don't know his past he may have like murdered 10 guys to get like the high score or something i guess he might be like that dude from king of kong i <laughs> he, he killed some i know he was like really scuzzy but no i don't think he actually murdered anybody no but he might have he seems like a guy who might <laughs> He yeah. seems like a guy who's going to get drunk at some point in his 60s and just confess to murder on Facebook. <laughs> well, not confess, yeah, no, it, just admit. I, I became so obsessed with uh, with Donkey Kong that I just, like, uh, killed a couple of guys by throwing barrels at them. <laughs> yes. Like that. And then I yelled, high score, and then I... 
and then I buried them in those barrels, <laughs> filling them full of lye. Anyway, uh, so uh, Hank drops into the scrapyard. She brings Russell's helmet back, and despite his abject failure earlier, she's all, hey, uh, why don't you come back? So either she's sweet on him, or they just need more guys. Mm, could well, be either, apparently. or both. It's a little rusty town. Well, no, we do we ever actually see the town they live in outside of the big city? I think they, I think they are in Crown City. I, I think that's where they live. Maybe he's okay, just yeah, but... more fun than the other Butch. kids, and she just wants to be mm. friends. Maybe, maybe a girl and a boy can just be friends. Yeah, it is possible. And also, uh, she notes that, uh, like, well, he hides by turning into. Uh, vehicle mode. She notes that he is a Griffin Motors 1995 Windblazer. What? I mean, A, Griffin Rock Motors? Hey, oh, mm. I didn't think about that. Dun, and dun, B, dun. Bumblebee is an old car. Yeah, 1990. A, a, a sleek-looking old car. Especially he since... might not even have a CD player. <gasps> well, That's true. I had a 98 that didn't have a... Well, it had CD player in the trunk, but it had a cassette player. Oh yeah, no. You no, probably I, have to crank his windows down. Yeah, my first oh, truck, man. the CD player was an add-on later. Oh. I think at that point, power windows would be an option. So I think he, yeah, a nice a car that nice would have probably had them. But I, I, I kind of like that Windblazer name. It gives you a real like this is a like this is a suburban guy's idea of a cool muscle car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Windblazer just feels like somebody was making up names off the top of their head and it's like they had a wind blade on their shelf well, and there's something. Chevy else. Blazer and Yes. Yeah. There. That's a truck. Uh, that was my first car. <laughs> and I guess the, the Ford Windstar, which was a minivan. Oh. But yeah, it does it's it's a fair enough made up car name. Yeah. But I am curious as to whether his uh he was made, or his car mode was made on Griffin Rock. Me too. Like, I, and now I'm, like, genuinely interested on in their, their automotive industry, or at least their automotive design, whether their factories Griffin, are there or not. Griffin Rock feels like a place where they would have started the company and then left. Mm. Or maybe that's, like, that's, like, where the head office is, but the, yeah. the plant is elsewhere. Their plant is in, like, Illinois. Yeah. Or, like, Ohio. Well, one of their plants. The one and place they still have in America. Uh, we also found that out that Bully was a fake uh, car in Transformers Prime. He was an Urbana 500. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I remember that coming up. But they didn't mention the manufacturer, so maybe that was also Griffin Motors. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so now we we cut to an airfield that has been invaded by Chop Shop. <laughs> Yay! Another old name and a new character. Yay, yes, he but he is, is still I'm, bugs. Yes, he is. He is a guy made of spiders. <laughs> yes, the old one was well, some kind like of beetles. beetle. Yeah, no, I think they call. I think, they, I think he's spiders. Right, really? but I mean but the original Chop Shop. Oh yeah, yeah the, the original, original Chop Shop was, was um, a uh, uh, stag beetle. Yes, because yes. Japan really loves beetles. Yes, yeah. probably because they they have them. At least I think how many legs does he have? Hmm. Actually, uh, now I'm not sure what he is. Well, this exactly. one has I think four. he has six legs. 
I think it's six legs. So I thought it was just four. I'm not exactly sure what he is. Well, it's, oh no, it's four four legs, two little sort of arm thingies, and then a spike on top of their head, which makes me think these are beetles. Okay. Because it looked like they only had two body segments. Yeah. But I, I but like the like idea. Transformers, though. Later in the episode, they mentioned that he is a one-man heist crew. Yeah. So I, I have to think that whenever he does a job, he has to have like a montage where he recruits the other parts of himself. Or <laughs> <laughs> just reaching down and tapping his leg. And, and like between jobs, they just go their separate ways <laughs> and you have to like talk some of them into like it. Like one guy's driving a cab. Hey, right arm. How you doing? Oh. You know, I, I got a score going down. That kind of would be better if one like, guy who's got like a new kid. You son of a bitch. I'm in. Now I kind of wish like a couple of them were different colors, like there are new guys in the gang. <laughs> I'm not sure how that would work. I mean, just oh yeah, my uh, my right leg retired. He's off uh, retired to the Florida Keys. Yeah, something like that. Although I guess we do know that we later find out that he can just take random guys and make them into his limbs. Yeah. That's not cool, man. You can't do that. And, uh, I mean, we'll get to that. I, I believe that, that he's a, he may be a, uh, his accent may be a bit of a reference to uh, Michael Caine in uh, uh, The Italian Job, or perhaps to uh, to Fagin from uh, Oliver Twist. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I was thinking, uh, like, you know, um, oh, was it Lock, Stock, or Two Smoking Barrels, those guys? Like, isn't Statham you, uh, you... kind of that accent? It's it's a little. I was thinking, just like, let's just do something Cockneyish. Yeah, I mean the the actor is British. Ooh, oh really? And uh, not that's... just doing an accent for a change? No, uh, David Hunt. He is probably best known. He's the bad guy in the last Dirty Harry movie, The Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's the one where there is somebody who has like a Deadpool of famous people, and he's killing them off. Among oh. them are uh, horror movie director Liam Neeson. And rock star Jim Carrey. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. And of course, aging San Francisco police detective Harry Callahan. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting too old for this. Of yeah. course he is. Yeah, because I was going to say, it's like the, the accent in this episode for the, the wild Decepticon is actually the best one so far. <laughs> well, it, because it is not a fake accent, it's, it's his actual voice. Okay, that's good. Oh, um, it's much better than the Russian from the guy on the ship. Yeah, last the, the time. yeah. I mean, if, if if I can imitate it successfully, it's not good. No, yeah. not really. Because my Russian accent is just a bad uh, Walter Koenig uh, impression. <laughs> yeah, that's basically <laughs> what mine is too. With the, with the, anyway, um, nuclear weapons. We get B phrase number two, which I didn't write down specific things, but it's like oh, I I, I wrote it down. Okay, it is. Um, Transform and let's roll and recapture. Yes, oh, and, and it falls flat. It's not good, but at least it fits. Wah, wah, wah. Anyway, so they they attack Chop Chop, and they are not prepared to him for him to split into five bugs, well, and they're just all kind of horrified. Yeah, Bumblebee's <laughs> definitely not because he he tells the others. Like, oh, if you see them, call me, and we'll get together and stop them. And then he just backs up when he sees the one Decepticon and just goes in alone and then gets mobbed by five bug limbs. Yes. And uh, also during the course of this fight, uh, Grimlock literally pulls a Kool-Aid yes, man. Yes, he says, oh yeah! <laughs> as he smashes through oh, the Oh yeah! Which, 
Yes, that's Grimlock. We like that. I'm I'm more looking please. forward to episodes with more of him because he's been great so far. Although sadly he is green, which means that he cannot be Purple Saurus Rex. Aww, <laughs> R.I.P. I think they started making it again. Did they? Hmm. Yeah, like like they they like as a nostalgia thing. They brought back that and like Sharkleberry Finn. <gasps> and... I remember. Did they do Berry Blue because Berry Blue? My my mother used to like to point out that Barry Blue just looked like bleach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do think they did like a yes they I okay guess a couple was... years ago I I've got a list here this is Ooh. in 2014 uh, we we have a, we have a list here folks yes we are. in my hand I have a list of multiple Kool Aid flavors from the 90s. <laughs> We've got Purple Source Rex, which was grape and lemon. Ugh. Mm-hmm. No. It, no, that was it, like grape and lemonade. It was delicious. I hate lemonade. Uh, what? I hate lemons. I lied. What? Don't like them. Are uh. you even human? <laughs> they're they're the, the second worst. They're tied for the second worst um, citrus behind grapefruit. Because grapefruit is all. Uh-huh. Do you even see the same colors I do? I'm not sure sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Sharkleberry Finn, which is apparently strawberry, orange, and banana. I remember Ooh, okay. that. I remember I the name. Uh, the Great Blue Dini, which I remember <laughs> changed color. I remember okay. that name, too. I don't remember that. Uh, Pink Swimingo, mm. which was watermelon and cherry. <laughs> and Rockadile Red. <laughs> which was strawberry, cherry, and grape. Oh, why the grape in there? Oh, fine. But uh, no, Purple Saurus Rex was the uh, was clearly the the winner there. Yes, I mean it's the best name, but I don't want that. <laughs> you 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 and your anti lemon crusade, you maniac! <laughs> yes, like I don't know where my hate for it started, other than the fact that I just don't like the taste of lemon. Or limes. No. Well, well, limes, I guess there's probably some mixed drinks you can put lime in, but... So you don't So you don't like limeade either? Not really, no. Oh, my God. Wow. No. What about Sprite? Get... No. Oh, yeah. God. What? 7-Up? <laughs> 7-Up. Not really. S- squirt? What the fuck is... Whoa, no. No, that sounds too dirty. <laughs> We're not talking about that. <laughs> The only, it's a beverage. The only one of those green drinks I like is Mountain Dew, and that has too much caffeine, so I stay away from it. Oh, oh, and, Slice? and Surge! Ooh, Surge. Yeah, isn't that citrus flavored? Surge is my favorite, but Surge is the most dangerous. I drank that way too much in college, and I thankfully it's pretty much gone. I don't think that yeah, you, you probably suffered, like, permanent organ damage. Possibly. Well, um, my gallbladder had to be removed, so possibly. <laughs> Surge. Not impossible. Could have been the cause. God, I love Surge. So, like, Surge and coffee in the morning got me through college. And since then, I'm mostly anti-caffeine. Mm. Anyway, so Chop Shop splits into a bunch of bugs and escapes with a chunk of this airplane. Apparently a gyroscope. Mm. So uh, so they get back, they fix it tells them what his deal is he's a com- he's a combiner he's he's a one-man heist crew and he's got a rap sheet longer than alpha trion's beard i am <laughs> curious if that means that all the bugs are separate people versus being like a hive mind um they do all talk 
Yes, and one of and them they all has, have the same voice. One of them has a different voice in a future episode. Calling yes, them a because... combiner does seem to imply that the that that they are separate entities who just also have a shared consciousness version. Mm. I don't and know. Maybe it's like a kind Combiners of a reflector type thing. Maybe. Or if you prefer a refractor type thing. Even the cartoon never seemed to quite get what was going on with reflectors, so. No, they did not. Sometimes he's just like, sometimes there are like seven of him. Sometimes they're like three guys talking with the same voice, which is creepy. Yeah. Sometimes they all talk in sync, and then sometimes not so much, and I don't know. These and then are big. Most of the time they're just not on the show. These are big existential questions that I don't think a lot of things are prepared for. No, well, it's, it's like the G1 Insecticons. Like, there were three of them, but sometimes there were hundreds of them. But there was only ever the three that mattered. Yeah. Right. And those were just sort of like dumb clones. Clones, but... Uh, mm. But then you get in the movie where one of them gets run over, and then other versions of that guy are fine. That was funny. It, it's like the, um, uh, it's like a bunch of Jamie Madroxes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Ooh, oh, that... Why isn't there a Transformer with that power? I mean, that's kind of the Insecticons, oh, yeah, sort of. We need, to bring, we need to bring that back. But, uh, hey, that's a, As a that's a good way for uh, Hasbro to sell some army builders. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, and they figure that all with all the stuff that Chop Chop is stealing, he's building a spaceship, and that with it, he's going to escape Earth and go steal stuff in space. <laughs> oh, no, you can't have him do that. I mean, honestly, I mean, if they just go steal from some non-Cybertronians, that's that's their problem now. That's the other people's Well, that is basically what Chop Shop says later in the episode. He's like, oh, hey, hey, you know, you don't want me on this planet. I don't want to be on this planet. So why don't I just get in my spaceship and then Bob's your uncle? Yeah. Yeah. I forget. Did he literally say Bob's your uncle? He did not. Aw, because he would. But oh, yes. he should have. I mean, it'd have to be some sort of robot version. Yeah. <laughs> And also, I'm not sure if uh, Decepticons have uncles. I didn't think Decepticons had uncles. Sorry. Oh, that's right. That is a G1 line. I love that. (laughs) But I love that episode. Anyway, speaking of things called more than meets the eye. Now, that one is... How fast is his little spaceship going to be able to go anyway? He won't be able to get back to Cybertron for a long time. (laughs) Well, only... You just tell somebody about him when he's in space. He'll be easier to catch. Well, no, he only has to get to the nearest, like, civilization, and then he has to steal a faster ship. Yes. I guess. Because I'm sure one of these... Well, as we find out, one of these bugs is the wheel man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, the, yeah, the, the only thing he needs left is fuel, and according to Denny, there is a liquid oxygen refinery nearby. Mm. Which, I mean, okay, that'll do. But it is not automated. <gasps> so, that means it's disguise time, baby! Yes! Which is just like, Denny's He's just so, so excited. excited. He has been preparing for this for so long. Although his... <laughs> His disguise, um, is it just a knockoff Starfleet uniform? He looked, he looks like Mr. Spock. He does. Yeah. It is a very Star Trek uniform looking outfit. Definitely more than like you should be able to get, get away with in real life. You have like a different badge on it or. <laughs> but the best thing is, the best thing isn't his disguise. The best thing is fix its disguise. <laughs> well, yeah, he's disguised <laughs> he's like a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. 
Well, no, because he has a wig, too. Oh, there's a wig? Yeah, he has a wig. There is a wig, and a wig that they found in a scrapyard. Yes, it definitely looks like a wig they found in a scrapyard. It's not good. And also, he's got glasses. Yes. (laughs) So you, you actually see enough of him that he does not look like like a 1970s New York City flasher like the Ninja Turtles. So does, does, does Fix-It not transform? He His toy kind of, sort of, has a vehicle mode. Because they say he doesn't have a vehicle mode, which, I mean, you're going to have to do something with a toy. I mean, look at Rung, but... Yeah, he sort, like, he sort of lies down, you point his, like, drill arms forward, and he is quote-unquote, a vehicle. Is but. he even a Transformer if he doesn't have a... I don't... I mean, I guess uh, a vehicle mode does not mean alt mode necessarily, yeah. so I guess he could have some other mode. Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of like... or he, It could be a thing like Emirate Zeron, who just went so long without Transforming that he couldn't anymore. <laughs> well, oh. that, was, that was some bullshit, man. Oh. Listen, we didn't listen. Listen, we didn't feel like coming up with a uh, vehicle mode for him. So uh, this is also my Simon Furman impression. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because Simon Furman basically sounds like Jason Statham, right? <laughs> sure, they have the same hairline. Yes, yes, they do. Decepticons. That's my Simon Furman. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, I'll have, uh, I'll have one Corona over here, barkeep. <laughs> no, he doesn't sound like that at all. <laughs> anyway, the point is, this entire episode is making me have a lot of deep existential thoughts about the nature of <laughs> minicons and combiners and carceral justice on Cybertron. <laughs> I just want Kool-Aid. But not lemon flavor. And also, at some point, uh, Hank comes back to check in on, uh, to make sure that uh, Russell will be a practice, and Grimlock poses as a dinosaur statue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which, you know, I mean, I guess if you're going to find a dinosaur statue somewhere, this would be the place. Hmm. Yeah, actually, I'm kind of, like, does it ever come up that, like, Denny makes art out of all this junk? Because that really should be a I thing don't... he does. I don't think so. No. Although we do see Grimlock making a a house of cars. Yeah, the way people, somebody would make a house of cars. Yes, it's, it's pretty. Amusing. Making out of like um, subcompacts. That's cute. Yes. So anyway, it's, uh, it's a house of cars. Yes, like cards, but without the D. So so Denny and the disguised Fixit roll up to this factory uh, inside uh, Strongarm and say they're with the. Hazardous Utility Bureau, and they're there for an expe- for an inspection. <laughs> yeah, that's totally a thing. Oh, they made a hub joke. Oh, I didn't even realize that. I didn't realize it until you said it, too. I was like, wait, is it a government? <laughs> oh, it's a hub. It's Hell's Hub. <laughs> but this didn't air on the hub, did it? No, it did not. Oh. But probably at womp, the time womp. they were writing it, the hub still exists. Probably. Yeah, Probably during production before they had to shovel it off into Cartoon Network. And then Cartoon yeah. Network's like, what are we even going to do with this? Mm-hmm. Well, air it eventually. <laughs> yes. Very little. So so there is a fight. Strongarm gets into a fight with one of these bugs. And so Chop Shop can only combine four-fifths of the way. So he grabs Fix-It and just jams him into his arm socket 
and that somehow makes him makes fix it into his very unwilling arms. Yeah, well, fix it um, is not happy to be there. It's not like he's suddenly like evil fix it or anything. He's just not happy about it. Um, bless Henry Ford for universal joints. I'm yes. probably misquoting uh, Big Guy and Rusty, but something like that. <laughs> And so, so he ends up punching strong arm with Fix It. Yeah, <laughs> Fix It is and very he... apologetic. Yeah, so so they filled up this tanker. So he grabs onto the back of it, and then the other spider slash insect is driving it. And who who is driving? Spider, spider is driving. How can this be? <laughs> oh yeah, and and at some point, uh, strong arm says Scrud, and I was like. It doesn't feel like she should be cursing. Language, strong arm, language. Maybe that is the Cybertronian equivalent of heck. Yes. Could be. So we don't or know. Like dang. Yeah, we don't know that that's an actual Cybertronian curse word or just like, yeah, like dang, like darn it. That's my, that's my headcanon is that any of the ones that she uses are actually just like, yeah, I would think the, the Transformer replacement for Dang would be Ding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it. Oh, ding. That's a little too silly. Ding. That would be pretty good, though. It would be cute coming from Strongarm, though. Well, that's true. Aww. Uh, so, so anyway, I... Fix-It has become Fist-It. <laughs> also, at one point, he refers to the other spider that can't get attached to him as Righty. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And apparently Rady is the wheel man. I hope that they all have, like, jobs in this high school. Like, one guy's the demolition guy. One guy's, like, the face yes. man. Like, who puts on yes. disguises despite being a, a, a robot bug. <laughs> Presumably the one who's, like, the torso and head would be that one. Oh, you would think so. Yeah. Yes. You know, one guy's the muscle. Yes. Maybe maybe lefty is the muscle. Well, clearly Rady is the wheel man. Yeah. Yes. So he just drops this overpass on them and gets away. But uh, luckily, he's left a distinct tire tread pattern. And so they, uh, they, they get to his hideout. They find his uh, somewhat crummy-looking spaceship. It, this, this seems like a poorly thought-out idea on his part. Like, I... I don't feel like Chop Shop necessarily knows how to assemble a, a space-worthy craft out of spare parts. This thing doesn't look like it's going to make it out of the atmosphere. They could probably just let him go and then just watch him burn up. <laughs> just watch him yeah. blow himself up. Just burning up like mirror. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he even gets that they, high. Not, not too soon. Nobody was on it. <laughs> Anyways, so... Fix is just smacking these other guys around, and it's he's very apologetic and upset about it. It's so funny, <laughs> so cute. But but finally, he summons the strength within, and he totally pulls a "stop hitting yourself" on Chop Shop. Yes, and he literally says that as he's why doing you hitting it. yourself, Chop Shop? <laughs> just... Why you hitting yourself? Which is, you know, maybe it was a bad idea to put this guy who is not going to be inclined to cooperate with you, like, on one of your body parts, or as one of your body parts. It's not a good idea. Maybe Righty is the brains. This is possible. 
so the so they end up knocking him into this tanker truck. It covers him with liquid oxygen, and it is just like the end of Terminator Two, where where the T one thousand gets covered in like um li- you know liquid oxygen or whatever it is from that tanker truck, and that yeah. Although he doesn't break apart, but one piece of him does crawl away. Yes, they they only end up capturing four fifths of him. Yes. That still counts this, as a as a apprehended criminal. You got four fifths of them intact. Well, you know, possession is four fifths of the law. Yeah. <laughs> and we now possess four fifths of this guy. Hmm. So he's going back to jail. This actually is going to become like a recurring plot. Mm-hmm. Yay! I will look forward That's to right. it. Right. So yeah, they uh, so they get him, and uh, then everybody is watching. Uh, Russell's big football game because he has discovered in kicking his helmet away that he is actually a really good kicker. Mm. Yes. They're being super subtle about it. I mean, I guess if you don't look up that way, you don't see them up there. Also, Sideswipe seems to have acquired one of those, like, the big uh, tourist uh, binocular things. Well, I think uh, that was yeah. at the scrap and he's holding yard. it up to his face. We saw that yeah, at the very the big, beginning. It was ah, saw it yeah. earlier in the episode. That makes sense. So yes, he's holding that up like opera glasses, yes. and strong arm tries to take it away from him because they are bickering children. <laughs> well, like I said, big uh, Peralta Santiago vibes from these two. Yes. Huh? I will nod. I-, I can't believe I'm the only one here who watches Brooklyn Nine Nine. Sorry. Oh no, I, I'm waiting for the Quebecois version. <laughs> oh, uh, 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 you mean Jacques Peralta and uh, Amy Santiago? Although she's probably not Latina on the Quebec version. No, probably. No. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Russell somehow. I, I'm not a. I'm not in, enormously familiar with the rules of football, but I. I don't even think they're playing by Canadian rules here. I don't know what's going on. They're playing by kids' rules. I yeah, it's sort of vague. Kids rules sort of make up their own rules. Yeah, just like they make up their own equipment. They're, they're playing a rousing round of Calvin ball. Yes, yeah. basically, yes. They so say it's, it's football because they're playing it with a football, but they're it's all Calvin ball. Wearing helmets, they're on a football field. Somebody has goggles. Yes. And uh, yeah, he. he, he Kicks the winning field goal and uh, and victory is theirs and that is the episode. <gasps> dun dun dun! Oh yeah, freeze frame on the the Autobots celebrating the touchdown kick. Because you're the best around. No one's ever gonna bring you down. It is a little of that energy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, another another fun episode. I, I like the the weird. Um. I like the weirdness of the Decepticon villain, villain of the Sibwan. Yeah, I like the variety that we get in this show. It's, yeah. it's neat. The but I, again, it's, uh, oh, I wish this guy had a toy. Oh, I mean, I'd, it would be great <laughs> if this guy had a toy, but he does not. <laughs> no. I mean, I guess on one hand, it's nice that they were freed from the constraints of having to think about the toys, but also it would be nice to have a toy. If yes, but on the other hand, we want to, we want toys. Yeah. Yes. On the other hand, we have been conditioned to expect toys, uh, and we want toys. That's right. I mean, at least like the an individual limb should have gotten a toy, so you gotta have five of them and just say they're that guy. <laughs> but 
So yeah, I think that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yay! This week on QQ Sentai, go go five! Escape the dark planet. Although it's, it's a dark asteroid, not a planet. There, there's a translation thing. I don't understand what it is in Japanese, but a lot of the times, like planet and star can be interchanged. Like a lot of old subs, they'd be talking about a planet and they call it this, uh, like the green star or something. It's like, wait, what? The, talking about a planet? Anyway, th- that's <laughs> just an old complaint from old subtitles. Um, what is this? The beginning of the episode, they're testing out new robot components. Were that early already? It's another new robot? New robots. The Mars machine. I like robots. Mm. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're planning to go blow up the asteroid from last episode that they found out about, and, and they didn't destroy the CD with the information that, that Blue's friend found about the asteroid, although it seems like you could just find it again, although it's like cloaked or something, but it's like, just point another satellite at it, you'll figure it out. <laughs> if, if one woman with a little telescope you set on your lawn can find enough information about it, whatever. Anyway. Um, so the rangers know about that, and, and then Salamane Dines goes to attack because they found out shit and they're using, they've combined the robots, and at the beginning of the episode they're trying to zap this giant asteroid in space. <laughs> With their robot, and they have to hit it like 20 times to destroy it. And they only get to hit it like 8 times before the bad guys show up to harass them. And it's like, oh no, we, we can't do it in time. We don't have enough energy in this robot. We have to use the new robots we were just showing off in a scene earlier in the episode that aren't fully tested Oh yet. no! And their final form hasn't been like tested. We don't know if it's going to work. It could kill the rangers. <laughs> Admittedly, the giant space train they have almost killed the rangers the first two times they used it because it electrocuted them. So it's like, it's not like this is new territory to them. <laughs> anyway, but they ship their... No, wait, what do they do first? Yeah, they, they they fill they put the new Mars machines in their train components and then hook them up behind their space shuttle in all this, like, fun model scenes that look really cool because I... It's why I like Godzilla movies. The fun and action with the little models before they blow up the cities and stuff. Anyway, they, they make this space train, shoot it into space, land on the asteroid, and then the components, the Mars machines, combine in, into... Oh, what is it called? Beetle Mars, <laughs> which is sort of a Gerwalk version. They love of? beetles. Like, they love beetles so much. Yes, it, it is appropriate for this episode. You, like You might say they have Beetle Mania. <laughs> no, I would not say that. <laughs> All the components combine as if it was going to be the robot mode, but it's sort of leaning backwards with its arms behind it, so it's on four legs, walking forward, and, and like the crotch pieces flip down like a little, sort of, more like a dinosaur head in the middle between its le- front legs. <laughs> It's kind of cute and weird and a model and just stomping around planting bombs on this giant evil dark asteroid. And have to plant one on one side of the asteroid and one on the other. They plant the second one and are starting to leave. And this is when Grand Witch Grandine has this giant asteroid called Grand attack the rangers by having giant um, stone spikes come out of it to grab them. It's like couldn't you have done that earlier before they planted the bombs? Mm. <laughs> Admittedly, she like somehow it 
turns off the bomb so they're not going to blow up in three minutes, which I thought maybe was part of the plan. It's like, aren't you going to blow up the Rangers with the thing? But you want the thing? Oh, it, it's weird timing. Anyway, the Rangers have no choice but to transform into Victory Mars, the robot version, which is untested, and it works fine. Victory Saber? No, Victory Mars. Oh, I want Victory and Saber. calling back to Gridman... The face on it looks uh, a lot like the fa- the face of Powered Xenon, the combined version of all the elementary high school kids. Ava mm. <laughs> kids. Like, their combined version without Gridman inside. Like, because the face is flat, it comes up, and then it sort of pooches out, like it folds out in the same way that Victory Mars and Xenon's heads form the same way. And they look really similar. So it's an intentional design on Gridman's part to reference this. I, do, I, I think, I think the mecha designer, or one of the mecha designers on Gridman worked on old Power Ring, or old Super Sentai designs somewhere. Mm. But I'm not entirely positive about that. Anyway, they have the giant robot, they, they break the rocks that are imprisoning them. They take a giant spear that has like a rocket shuttle on the head, stab it into the asteroid, and it blows up. Oh no! The, the rangers are dead! No, no, they're not dead. They get back on their space train and fly back to Earth. But there was a weird scene like, as they were like, getting up the gumption to transform into the giant robot mode to save the Earth. And, and set off the bombs, and they were having flashbacks to their um, bad dad being nice to them. I was like, that's like an odd place. Why are, like, shouldn't he be the one having, like, flashbacks to his kids? Because they're about to do a effective suicide mission trying to blow up this asteroid. He should be thinking about them, but they're thinking about him? Why? That seemed, seemed weird. There's a lot of cool miniatures in this episode, and there's no giant monster fight. Which, again, hey, I like a little bit of variety, but that flashback is just... Why? But monster I mean, fights. I mean, yes, I like monster fights, but it's showing off a new robot and, and what it can do. And and the Beetle Mars version that... I'm going to guess we're going to see maybe three times for the rest of the show. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of happens. I was like, early, although... Yeah, it's been a while since the individual um, Zord... Or, Vehicles of the the first robot have done anything on their own, because they used to put out fires and things and be like rescue ladders to get up into buildings. Ah. But anyway, new robot, good episode. I don't like the Victory Mars as much as the, their regular robot. It's it's a neat design, but I like how the other one forms together by like lifting itself up onto the the lower body, and just it, it's a really neat toyetic formation. The, the the Victory Mars with the Beetle mode, that's kind of interesting, but not as interesting. I like robots. <laughs> Toyetic robots. All right. So that does it for this episode. In t- until next time, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up for hosting and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash icon underground uh, for as little as a dollar a month you can get our monthly specials uh, including our whole back catalog uh, we just did uh, a lot of questions with very few answers about uh, Transformers yeah. War for Cybertron Siege Episode 1 The Phantom Menace uh, 
September's coming up soon? Who knows? Maybe New Mutants actually will come out on August 28th. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe my uh, local, and by local I mean an hour and change away, drive-in theater has not actually updated for that weekend yet, so... Yeah. Who knows? Uh, like I, I was checking my local drive-in theater, and like last week they had um, Pet Cemetery and It. Well, the first half mm. of the new It movies. That sounds pretty great. And, and it wasn't until today on a Friday that they updated what they're having Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week, which was what was it? Um, Lego Batman and Fury Road. Oh. Mine, which is uh, like oh, mine had a, a double feature of Twister and Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Just pretty great. All right. So until Uh, next time, we ask ourselves. I was going to say, it looks like they have an upcoming double feature of Bullet and American Graffiti, if you're into cars. Yes, that is a a car guy double feature. So yeah, until next time, when we ask ourselves, what would Optimus do? I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I want to know, what would... Bisque do. Uh, I'm David, and I want to know what happened to Oscar's voice actor. She hasn't been in any episodes of Go Go Five in a while. Oh no, she died. Uh, well, it's it's a thing. Like as some series go on, characters from earlier in the series just disappear. Key. That's sad. Like um, it just happens. Anyway, bye. You know what Felch would do? Steal shiny things. Oh. Well.